different perspectives. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, but a shared experience. Like, girl, no. Girl, no. But, uh, no, I'm bougie. <laughs> Black Girl Roundtable. Get ready, cause the bougie black girls are coming back. And when we come back, we're gonna sit at the round table like this. Get ready. Oh my, <laughs> I'm a favorite video. Video, and I hate you. <laughs> I love that video so when much. When he comes back. It'll be so fast. Go quick, quick. Like this. But she doesn't even, but she doesn't finish the, like, the, like, like this. Like this. Because <laughs> she said it was going to be how, quick. That's how quick it is. That's how it's going to catch you off guard. Oh. I can't remember her name, but I do remember seeing online maybe like a year or two ago that she had passed. So rest in peace to oh. that woman. And I hope that um, you are Because that video, I, I know she is, because that video brought me so much joy. Um, but welcome back, you guys. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Black Girl Roundtable. My name is Dana. I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've been offline for a little bit, y'all. But, you know, such is the life until we get rich and famous and sponsored and, and all those accoutrements. So tell make sure you're sharing the podcast and you'll get more consistency. Yes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Please. But shout out to y'all who have been streaming, though. I've been seeing the numbers going up, and I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, y'all listen to this? To us? To us? You really like us. Hey, y'all like this chit-chat? All right, then. Well, we're happy to have you. Welcome back to the table. Uh, So I think without any further dilly-dally, we'll just get right into it since we've been out of commission for a couple of days. Um, There's a lot to talk about and a lot to cover, so... Let's start off by jumping right into what's trending and let's just get the let's just get the big one out of the way. <sighs> so if if you have been on the internet and are under the age of, I don't know, 40, you have probably seen all of the commotion going on online with Travis Scott and his latest Astro World concert. I believe this took place in Texas this time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the the concert just ended in in a lot of pandemonium. So apparently the the venue was set to have 50,000 people attend the festival. And there were a lot of performers slated along with Travis Scott, along with SZA, Drake, um, just a bunch of people there. Um, The organizers not only increased the ticketing of the event to, I believe, about 100,000, but people were storming the gates and capacity got to an um, alleged 200,000 people in the venue, which was entirely too much, entirely overcrowded. Um, at the end of the show, in the final headlining act, Travis Scott, which is also a problem in and of itself, but we'll get to that later, um, things really took a turn for the worst and people were passing out in the crowds, Proper paramedic staff was not brought to the event, and those that were there were not able to get to people who needed medical attention um, in the crowds, and it led to dozens of people being injured, and right now, an estimated eight people um, who have passed away. So before we get started, definitely just want to acknowledge, uh, rest in peace to, to all of the, 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 the victims um, who 
passed away at this festival, especially I heard one of them was like a 10 year old kid or something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, so just, I, I, my heart breaks for, for the families that are, are dealing with this right now and we'll get into it, but I really hope that y'all are pursuing legal action and you sue these people for everything that they are worth. Um, but transitioning into just the chaos of this, like, what do we think about the event, Travis Scott, and just all of the, the nitty gritty details of the day? As somebody who's been, and Dana, obviously you were there with me, like at Firefly, like I've been to Firefly, like I go to a bunch of music festivals day in Vegas, and I've been in those crowds, and it's scary. And it's not nearly 200,000 people there. So it's just like, I can only imagine. And then like watching the videos, like, I don't know if you guys seen it on like TikTok, like people's, you know, point of view from it. And like, people like, it just seemed chaotic for one. And I'm just like, how did y'all break down these barriers? Like, where were the police? Even for 50,000, you know, 50,000 people, 100,000 people. Why did y'all not have more? It seemed like it was like five ambulance, like EMTs there. Like what? Why? It's a music festival. You know, people going to be doing drugs. People going to be drunk. Why not come properly? Like Travis Scott has a reputation. His fans are called ragers. Rage, what, what we all know what rage means. Like we all should expect this. Like like I said, he has a reputation. Like this is not the first time Travis Scott has been in trouble for some crazy ass incident. Like he encouraged a fan to jump off like a fucking balcony or like something at one of his concerts and the guy yes, ended up paralyzed. So why we, first of all, why we keep letting him have these platforms is beyond Why was me. that not the end of it right there? Right. right. And then second of all, right. And then second of all, again, where is the police presence when these people are literally kicking down police barricades to be like, no, you can't come in. Like, make it make sense. But even then, my thing was, well, it was two things. A, it is let's say 200,000 people in here and let's say 100,000 of them are crying for or screaming for help you didn't hear them I do want to make a quick, quick yeah that uh it was actually 50,000 people not 200,000 oh okay well either way 50,000 was the was the capacity for the tickets mm-hmm. was it, it says 50 officials estimated about 50,000 people were attending when the crowds began to compress towards the front of the stage so 50,000 well, gotcha okay so, okay, so 50 either way 50,000 people unless say half of them are screaming like we need help you don't stop the sh- that either way that many people yelling and again watching the videos you know it's a lot of people yelling like you can't see when you saw happening. the fans on the paramedic truck right. like why was that yeah. not a yo get off because even if he would have been like y'all get off the ent truck right back up like right anything now. like because you know just think about Dell state concerts when everybody will bum rush the stage and you like they like back up back up because the the gates is leaning over like yeah. anything anything like oh if y'all don't stop we're not going to continue with the show like we need everybody to be like i don't know it could have been anything exactly. and then my second thing okay hasha no I, no I was just saying even in those situations people were fainting at Dell state shows right I, I, I like, I and we were like passing, passing him. people over 
over time yeah, and to but get like medical like, assistance. Even then, people were like, oh, move out the way, move out the way to get this person through. You know, exactly. there was courtesy for human life. And Adele State gym concert at max, I'm going to say, and this is probably exaggerating, a thousand people. That's probably given them being very generous. I would say <laughs> six, maybe yeah, seven. Yeah, like, it, that's, yeah, a thousand is generous. Yeah. Well, I feel yeah, I feel like thing. not not in the latter half of our degree, but like freshman, sophomore year, especially freshman year concert, there were easily a thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they, they got stricter than, yeah. I think freshman year concert went so left that that's when they were like, We're done with this. But right. yeah. you're done. You're done. But yeah. The freshman our freshman years when they started acting like they had rules. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. That's true. No, you're good. I was gonna say my last and second thought about all of this and it's also kind of sort of something you need to hear stop taking your children especially your small children to these events listen why do you have a five-year-old at a travis scott concert I, it, it's beyond me like your your teenager like again rest in peace to the young boy that that did you know pass away at the concert like a child old enough to like listen to music is one thing they might want to see i'm still skeptical but you know let them see their favorite artist whatever a five-year-old a three-year-old an infant what what is the reason why yeah you couldn't find a babysitter grandma was busy i'm i don't see how it. are you even able to get the child into the event like even if some like people are always going to be dumb and stupid like i i really wish that y'all had enough sense to not bring your children to music festivals and events but you don't but like there should be somebody at the gate security whatever monitoring and there should be an age limit Yes. just like albums have fucking parental advisory stickers like it's the same shit like exactly. do not bring your kids here and because children don't belong everywhere they don't and i'm like first of all i would want to have fun i don't want to be worrying about if i got my baby with me i'd be the f- got drunk and lost you <laughs> like and then the second the last thing i know i said last thing before but and then it was somebody injecting people with stuff what if the baby got injected then you would have been mad like, I don't, I don't understand. It was chaos. That is chaos at its finest. And that apology was ass. Let's let's actually get into Travis Scott here. Travis Scott is just indicative of a larger problem. I feel like in in hip hop music, in in rap music, and in like concert culture, because like white boys at concerts are like a menace to society mm-hmm. we need to we need to do a study we need to do a a fucking ad campaign i need a, a fucking hands across america to come back and do something about this one the way that y'all use rap concerts for as, as an excuse to be able to go in droves to scream nigga at the top of your lungs is like a psychosis that I think needs its own medical diagnoses. That's the first part. Like y'all are just so thrilled. And the fact that, and I'm looking at black rappers, the fact that Amine is the only person who actually calls people out on that shit. And y'all be like, screw it, say say it. Knowing that half of your, most of your audience are white boys. That came specifically to do that. Um, this is why I listen to Neo Soul for the most part and go to people's concerts who are like Child. I go to Wale concerts to where Shout out to Afro Punk because okay. when I tell you that is the festival 
I would go every time because when I tell you none of that shit would have been let me tell you not also even a little bit. shout out to um DC's uh festival um uh the Broccoli City Festival Bronx City Fest is so fun it is majority black um they get all and it's calm. You have your, you have, you have your, your little whatever. But also, like it's, I the last time I went to to Broccoli City Fest, I loved it. I was so they had the perfect lineup before the pandemic, and I got VIP tickets and the pandemic. Oh, you got money. But uh, no, I'm bougie. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I was pay, right in the crowd trying to see Childish Gambino. Like, come say hi. You're right here. I, was I will pay VIP back. if I have the money. Again, Eva, if I have to put on Klarna, I will pay for VIP. Um, Child, yeah. I was certainly looking at that Lovers and Friends Fest in Vegas. Like, maybe I could afford a cabana. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be... For, for this specific reason, I can't be out here with y'all. When you- no. Having gone to a music festival in Vegas, it is definitely worth the money to spend on like the VIP, whatever, because it come with seats. You're not in yes. the mosh pits. Well, the Lovers and Friends wouldn't have had a mosh pit, but you get what I'm saying? Like, you're not Child, and we in the middle of a pandemic, so you're not gonna be in the pandemic. <laughs> you're gonna be in your little box <laughs> over here, like. <laughs> what I find but, so sad about all of this um, is that it could have been avoided. Now, somebody who j- job is to plan events. Granted, mine are on a way smaller scale. I do like you know weddings and conferences and panel discussions. Yeah, but fundamentally, but fundamentally, I understand the planning process that goes into it in terms of um, capacities um, and safety precautions, and you know all of that stuff. And in terms of like exactly who's running your event, that's why I'm like you know I was wondering. Is Travis Scott going to be sued or is Live Nation going to be sued? Because if he if he doesn't have a hand in it in terms of if he's just a face, then he may not get sued like we think he is. But because it is Astral World and I think believe that is his company, like that's his brand, he and people are coming for his for Astral World, both him and Live Nation are going to get their their asses oh, handed yeah. to them. He's going to get the brunt of so, it, but depending on, depending on the, what kind of judge they get, what, what they, what they're talking about, live nation might get the brunt of it. We, yeah, we think because he's true. the face of it, he's going to get sued more. If that does not fall, if the majority of that does not fall on a technical level on Travis Scott, he's not going to get the brunt of it. Live nation yeah. is, um, and that's okay. And but, that, but that's okay because, like, granted, like, yes, Travis Scott. And if you've seen on the like on internet, people have been airing, tra- airing Travis Scott out, Scott's shit out for this whole time. So you think about um, how he left his old manager for dead when he was having a seizure in an LA basement in an LA studio. Um, the fact that he's just not a good. It's it's now coming out that he is not a good person. He's rude. He's disrespectful. And it I mean it was already out, but people I feel like are now like I was like, before if before we say anything else, anybody who has been paying attention, mm-hmm. even at a minute level, knew without him even opening his mouth, without even hearing about all the, the shitty stuff he's done in the past. Travis Scott is one of those people who looks like, smells like, acts like, talks like, quacks like, 
a bad person. And I knew that Travis Scott was a bad person after he stormed off the way he did when Cardi B won album of the year. I knew that nigga wasn't shit in that moment right then and there. And so anybody who's like, oh my God, we didn't know. How could we know? Not saying y'all are saying that, but anybody who was there, you're you're kidding yourself. He was shitty and that's why y'all liked him because he was not worth a damn. See, as someone who like was not a Travis Scott fan, didn't really pay attention to him, kind of just knew his songs with Drake, a few other things I knew of the actual world type of thing. Couldn't, other, other than that, couldn't care less about a Travis Scott. Um, and people were like, oh, get into Travis Scott's music. Heard one song, was like, mm, don't think this is for me. And then kind of kept it pushing. It's mid. But in the infamous words of the Champagne Poppy, you knew what it was when you signed up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't have, I have no sympathy for Travis Scott and the Tristan Thompsons and the Kanye's. And I also don't have a, uh, sympathy for middle little miss kylie the only person i feel bad for in these situations are them children them children um, mm-hmm. but it but was yeah. very much a number one bitch why were you there all Pregnant. you know you, you and you about to pop because it was an opportunity for you to be seen and uh get some clout so i'm absolutely happy that you're getting backlash for that because you didn't have any business being there just like you don't have any business being anywhere in proximity to black culture at any point in time ever at all. And news and TMZ, you think we gave a fuck where Kylie Jenner was during all that? We I don't give bitch a was, shit. We, we knew that bitch was somewhere in a, in a tent and air conditioning. a rat you think ass. You think I didn't think she was, after all that, she wasn't flown somewhere on a private jet. Here, ma'am, here's your sparkling water and your bonbons. You didn't think that was, the, I didn't even think about her, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, she was probably in VIP of the VIP of the VIP and air conditioning where it was only like 15 people and half of those are her staff. Like, n- nobody, and she's like, oh, she's like, oh, thoughts and prayers. Bitch, open your purse. Our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. Nobody cares. Open your damn bag. And that is why Kim Kardashian is, of all people, going on dates with Pete Davidson. I just feel like she be doing shit and it makes me mad. Like, it's one thing when she doing stuff that I expect her to do, but then she just keep doing shit. I'm like, bitch, I thought you was being, like, aren't you supposed to be an attorney? Like, sit down. Okay, um, uh, just because you brought it up, maybe somebody (laughs) can explain this to me. How is she? How is she about to be an attorney if she never went to college, let alone went to law school? Like I know because every time somebody says it, I really just be sitting there like maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Like maybe it's me who like doesn't really understand the process to get to to be a lawyer. And so apparently in like two of the 50 states, there's this thing called like reviewing the law or like reading the law or something like that, where it's an alternative to law school. And so you can do it the way that you should do it, where you go get a bachelor's degree and then you go to law school for however many years, I think three, and then you pass the bar and you become an attorney. Or you can do this reviewing the law shit, which seems like something that people do who can't cut it for law school and do it at law firms that will cake for them where you study under an attorney and they basically help you review the law and like study the law in that particular state. And there's like a series of exams that you take. And if you pass all of them and you're sponsored by this law firm, then you can become a practicing attorney, but only in that state. And so it's like California and like Utah or some shit. I will be damned if somebody said, if I say I need a lawyer and somebody like, well, Kim Kardashian, really? Who is letting her 
Because like she ain't doing so now. much for social justice and criminal justice reform. If Thanks. I was in jail and I was innocent and somebody said Kim Kardashian is going to uh, represent you in court, I would be like, you know what? It's fine. Keep me here. It's I just don't understand why they expect us to clap for her for doing something that all rich white women should do after you've already, and with all the money that you've usurped off the backs of black women and black culture, it is literally the least you could do. And also, is she still doing it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she is and just hasn't said it. She, she, like, she likes to announce, I'm, I'm going back to my, she literally just announced it like a couple of days, like last week or something. I'm going back to law school or whatever. Girl, you not, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying, you don't, people don't have to be put in a box. Like you don't, but it's something about you selling me lingerie and contour palettes and also trying to be my attorney for like criminal justice law. That is not sitting right with my spirits. If if they said Kim Kardashian is going to be like an entertainment lawyer or something, I'd be like, okay, fine, fine, fine. right? Like, bits. criminal justice. What? You picked what? the hardest type of law. What? <laughs> Girl, stick Why to like you... entertainment or like corporate branding something, so you know you right. know how to brand stuff correctly. Hashtag following in my daddy's footsteps. Like, girl, no. Girl, no. And that's, sorry, if anybody is is a, a corporate lawyer or entertainment lawyer, I was not coming for you. I'm just saying. At least she would have some type of like background or like yeah. motivation as to why I am pursuing this because right. I want to be able to participate in the legal proceedings of what I do as a, and I'm using this term loosely here, an entertainer um, as opposed to like I sell bras and body shapers and makeup and show my ass on the internet no shade to anybody that does I am still looking for a path to be able to do so but (laughs) I know that when I get there I'm not also going to be like "Mm, criminal law or also be like oh my god so many bad things in the world are happening right now and I just noticed it a year ago. I think I'm going to go into criminal law. Like, that's how I feel it is. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Because I'm like, your dad was a lawyer for a year. So if you really wanted to be a criminal, like a criminal law lawyer, you would have been, been, did this. You could have went to college and did it the way you, sh- the way your father did it. But no, you didn't. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Now back to uh, Travis Scott and them, and then yes. that just makes yes. me feel like again the Kardashians. I feel like if you look at the Kardashians' character, look at their partners. When people are like, oh, I don't reflect. I'm sorry, partners reflect each other. So if you your Absolutely. partner is an asshole for like the a majority, like you know, like I'm going to assume you're an asshole. And I'm, t- I'm not talking about like oh he's quiet and don't talk to nobody, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your your boyfriend is your partner is actively saying disgusting things and harming people. So all of y'all are, are and, and date men who are a menace to society. Menace to society. You are a menace to society. Listen, even though he's not black, but still, even though he's my favorite Kardashian, he is a menace Same. to society. And he needs Same. to be stopped. <laughs> Scott, Scott is a menace to society. Tristan. Tristan. Um, Lamar got his life together, but for a while there, Lamar. Well, Lamar, you don't take your you at at actually take it back. No, okay, he'll Lamar take care of his kids. Be, he don't be taking care of his kids from his first marriage. So shoot yeah. back, do better. Tristan and Kanye, garbage. Kanye, garbage. And 
these are the men that y'all choose when you have access to literally all of them in the world. And Mr. What's his face? Something not quite right about him either. I'm keeping an eye on him too. This new oh, Travis Murray. Yes. Something not right. Also, 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 who Travis Scott? This is for you, directly you. Who is your PR? I'm concerned. There isn't any. You There's m- none. That video looked like you could have been on the toilet. Just making up. I'm sure he was. Taking a dump. The fact that you slid your finger across the video to get to the noir filter on Instagram is like vexing my soul. sinister. Right? What? And then the iPhone note apology. I was like, oh, you're playing with the girls. You're literally, you're playing with them. You're playing with them. You're playing with them because you think that this shit is a joke. And you two, Miley, not Miley, Kyle talking about some damn thoughts and prayers. Like, no, ho. We are going to be, I will be opening my personal billion dollar bag and and paying for people's everythings. Yeah, there he's paying for the people who passed away their funerals, but I feel like it's gonna be he paid for their funerals and we're just gonna sweep this under the rug. No, it's the least Can't you let could it happen. Do. The least it's you the, could do. Exactly. And honestly, it's the least you could do. I would wipe my ass with that check and hand it back to you. You'll pay for this funeral after I clear your bank account for the next three decades. Anyway, moving on. We went way over. Um Let's, which we had three that we were going to talk about. I guess we could pick one of the two. Do we want to talk about the young man or do we want to talk about Letitia? Let's let's talk about, um, is it Letitia or Lakeisha? It's Letitia. Letitia? Okay, what else? It's a T in there, right? I have no idea. Yeah, Letitia Wright. Okay, well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Letitia Wright in the Black Panther sequel. So as we all know, we were, oh my gosh, just all taken aback. I believe it's been almost a full year now, right? Maybe a little bit more than that um, since Chadwick Boseman passed away. A little bit more than a year. Yeah, a little over than a year. Um, And so in, you know, thinking about how, you know, with Black Panther being one of the highest grossing films of all time, how the franchise can move forward, um, the the team has gotten together and finally has a script and a plan and is starting to shoot uh, uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. And so um, in that, we know that, or if you are familiar with the Marvel contact, uh, comics or Into the Lore, we know that Shuri does at one point pick up the Black Panther mantle. And so there's a lot of conversation about how Letitia Wright may be stepping into you know, leading the franchise, how they're going to continue on in the series, how there's no desire to recast Chadwick, et cetera. Um, and people were, were very supportive of Shuri and really wanted to, to see her win and to succeed. But... Letitia Wright, the actor, um, has been giving us some some challenges. So she's been very vocal in her faith and her religion, which I think is perfectly fine, but has also been very vocal in the fact that she believes that she should not get vaccinated, that other people should not get vaccinated, and how, you know, insert anti-vaxxer rhetoric here. So we have recently learned that this is now slowing down production of Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever and putting the cast as well as the crew in some very uncomfortable positions with their safety. So ladies, how do we feel about Miss Letitia and uh, Black Panther 2? I will start first by saying Marseille Martin is 17. She is available. I mean, I'm not, I hope she's available. And I could, I would very much be happy with her leading the franchise. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, I think she'd be a good fit. 
but uh in my bruno mars voice this bitch why listen why like bitch (laughs) like why could you not do this like you could do this any other time in your life but like not with this movie like girl I don't I don't know what I want you to do it's really not like could you can you can you do something else go if you're not gonna get vaccinated can you let somebody else do this like because I promise you if they recasted you I I really genuinely would not get I, I liked you but uh, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like, you could go now, since you want to act crazy. Since you got your degree, and you know every damn thing, go ahead. <laughs> go. Because <laughs> like, I don't got time for you. <laughs> I don't got time for you. Honestly, that's it right there. We will definitely pull a Terrence Howard on your black ass. It has been done okay. before in the Marvel studio. You saw how we didn't say a peep when, when we saw Don Cheadle? We didn't say nothing. Think black people gonna be behind you when we when you get absolute girl. The show no, must man. go the fuck on, child. And no, there's no, a whole girl. bunch of other British actresses as well who can play who can play her part down. American British, they can play that part down, and we will be like, what? Okay, no man, no girl. Who? Listen, okay. And and Don Cheadle is sitting on a nice hefty uh little marble bag. Like what four, five marble films? Let me tell you, girl, we will not we want Black Panther back. We're already still mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman. We, everyone yes. loved Black Panther one and we loved your character, but let me tell you who loved more. The Dormelage. And we lost right. our old girl too. She passed away the other day. We are grieving. Oh, yes, one of the elders. Oh. Merchant tribe will not oh, change yes. today. One of the elders, the one who uh, yes. she finally got her big break at the age of like ninety something, and she she and she just she just passed yes, away. I was hurt. Yeah, me too. But Came I her fit. Saying this all to say, girl. Yes. First of all, I want to know your reasoning. Unless you know you you have some kind of blood clot that if you get vaccinated, you will just pass away tomorrow then okay you can look on her twitter and see it it's that anti-vax bullshit yeah so if you're doing all of that i know she is a born again christian but it has really nothing to do with what we're talking about why um, do y'all think that jesus was against vaccines Quickly. where did he say this where is it at okay and let me tell you something about the bible it's a lot of information in there but jesus said it's, it's not a lot of info from him in the book okay he, had a, very, he had a very succinct portion of the text and so where y'all are getting this information that well Jesus said no he didn't no he, no, he, he didn't. really didn't they did not know he of vaccines that. they did not have vaccines at the time they had medicine but they did not have vaccines at the time and also he was very clear that like please take care of yourself take your medicine like he was right so um I just don't understand where it's literally a miracle anti-vaccine comes modern from modern medicine literally a miracle what what are you praying for this is the miracle that you're praying for yeah because i am convinced that if jesus were to come down and knock on your front door and hand you a box with the covid care a lot of y'all would knock it out of his hand slam the door in his face this is all for a lot of people unless you have medical reasoning that will not let you take the vaccine it's the miracle you've been praying for what are you talking about what are we talking about what (sighs) all right to you Well, we will take a short break and then we will be right back with something you need to hear.
What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and be sure to share with someone who you think might enjoy. We are available on all major streaming platforms and on YouTube. Definitely make sure you are following us on our social medias. Links to that will be in the description. And let's get back into the episode. Alrighty, so we are back with something you need to hear. And we are talking about the uh, highly anticipated return of Insecure. Uh, By this time, (laughs) there's three episodes that have passed. Um, And, you know, we made our little predictions and stuff like that. Um, And some of them seem to be formulating. Some of them seem to be dissipating. So we'll see. We're, we have seven more episodes to go, um, but let's talk about the first three. So the first episode was about, um, we catch up with them two months after uh, last uh, season, and they are at, uh, I should say, Molly, uh, Issa, Kelly, Tiffany, and um, Derek are at Stanford for their 10-year uh, reunion. Um, and we catch up. Spoiler with- alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh, right. Spoiler alert. If you haven't already watched it, um, the second episode, um, is about, we skipped over a year from Stanford. Um, I don't know if it was homecoming or if it was a 10 year anniversary. It might have been both actually, but we skipped from Stanford. Yeah. We skipped from Stanford. So it has this new you know, they're her new the block business. Molly's doing great in her firm. Um, still single. Um, and that's okay. And uh, they're trying to navigate life. Um, Issa is now working with this great um, a new up-and-coming uh, designer, um, which is, um, what's his name? Uh, Crenshaw. Crenshaw. It's Sean, but the brand is called <laughs> Crenshaw child and then we get to episode three this is lawrence's episode uh and uh we we are we again are at a um year from now and uh uh the baby's here yay uh condominium has had the child Congratulations! Oh my god! <laughs> Lawrence so, relocated. Lawrence to has, is San in San Francisco. Francisco, living his best life, going on dates, doing great in his business. He gets a text Meaning message, um, and his baby has been born, and it's a boy! Yay! So he comes to the hospital to meet Elijah Mustafa because, of course, um, oh, control. all right y'all hold up y'all please stop playing in my face i'm sorry i'm so So sorry context jelena hasn't seen the episode yet but she was okay with us spoiling it for her so this is her first time hearing elijah mustafa (laughs) why the fuck did they name it Mm. so anyways Baby Jaw is here, okay? <laughs> um, and he is at the hospital and he is greeted by um, 
her mother and her sister um uh um and it's very very messy um and they get into it like they they're not on the same wavelength in terms of communication in terms of schedules in terms of expectations they are just not- you're being so kind about this asha you're being so kind about I'm it i'm being i'm trying to just do the little synopsis so then we can really really get into the tea um and it comes down to a head at the end of the episode uh where they have to now really reevaluate some things and figure out what the fuck they are doing because they don't know what the hell either of them don't know what the hell they doing um <laughs> so yeah let's get into it let's start with episode one how, how are we feeling um so i will address the elephant in the room with that one no pun intended and this is the only thing i'm going to say about it if you're not an aka you don't have a right to tell aka's how to feel about aka representation in media boom period moving on to the rest of the episode um, period also i didn't care that much um i thought shit got stupid on both sides i again i i just feel like if you're not an aka it's not your business but it wasn't yeah, some of y'all were going off real hard on uh, a sorority that you are not in i feel as though like you can be and like oh, i didn't, didn't really see outside of sora saying wow that's whack i didn't like that i didn't really see a lot of people complaining and it yeah. wasn't clear with corporate and so when we talk about people having a right to protect their brands, et cetera, things like that, just like if Nike would have appeared on screen and hadn't been cleared, they would have had legal action and right to sue. Why do y'all feel like this organization doesn't have the same right to their trademark property? Whether AKAs feel one way or the other, that is their right. Yeah, y'all were going and, real. And if you, y'all, uh, every time some, some shit like this happens and we say something, y'all get real, oh, you stupid bitches, no one gives a fuck about your support. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Because never any other of y'all, and if you, it was any, any other of y'all, y'all would be like, um, I don't know how I feel about this, and you have every right to, and I'd mind my business because it's not my organization. It's uh, a conversation think- that used to be had between AKAs and HBO and nobody else. There we go. I I appreciated the first episode for like a, a, a number of different reasons. Um, I feel like even though she was kind of hard on herself, the part where Issa kind of talked about not knowing whether or not she was making the right choice, um, not knowing whether she was going in the right direction is just something that like hit me to my core because you really don't know until you get to the other side whether or not this was something that was worth your efforts or if it was a waste of time. And so I think the fact that Issa was confident enough to voice that in that episode was like something I think a lot of 20-somethings needed to hear. Um, I was also really grateful for the Kelly storyline in that episode. So kind of just the whole situation with her, like feeling like the comic relief and kind of like not feeling like she was valued or important in the friend group. And in reality, she's probably, and as much as I love Tiffany as a character, in, in truth be told, Kelly is probably the most solid friend out of the four of them. Um, I think the fact that they acknowledged the fact that, you know, she was feeling unappreciated and unseen um, was also something I think was needed for a lot of people um, who kind of fit into that Kelly space in their friend circle. So I appreciated seeing that as well. Very, very much so as well. I think that particularly when that girl, what's that girl, Cheyenne or whatever? When that bitch was like, oh, he, 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 and they was all going, and like y'all laughing with this whole that like, y'all have not seen in ten years, she was not for it, and you know, 
Also, y'all getting robbed at gunpoint. I know y'all laughed about it and everything like that, but uh, I've been like, okay, let's find this hoe. Like, I mean, again, again that was not funny. Okay. That would I would no. not be laughing. We be that'd be a silent car ride I'd home. Do you like, hear me? Tiff- or just tears? tears. <laughs> Literally, run to the car. They went that way. Just go. And they stole my. Especially if they stole my shoes at that point. I don't know. Um, and this is just me in my old age. I don't know if I'm going in hot pursuit. I may just need to take my L and go home because I'm, I'm like, go- no, because I'd be like, I'm going home, home, not home to the hotel. I'm getting on the first. Yeah, flight. I'm getting on the flight. I'm getting on the first flight, and I want to be in my bed <laughs> like, right now. Because what the hell just happened? No. Yeah, I'm ordering no. a pizza with extra cheese, laying in my bed at home, and I'm gonna cry yeah. while I watch Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella with brandy. Right, exactly. I'm getting the ramen noodle of the ramen noodles, okay, the nice kind, and I'm getting in <laughs> my shin bed. With, you said what? I said the shin spicy ramen. The shin <laughs> yes. spicy ramen with an egg in it, and I'm getting yep. in my bed, and I am going to just cry, okay. But um, but yeah, so that was wild. But I think that episode was important to kind of get us to where like where they were when they first had that falling out to where they are now, which we find in episode two. Um, yeah, that would be episode one. It had stuff in it, but it didn't really have like stuff in it. Um, I think it just set the tone for the season. Like, right. Yeah. I think it set the tone. Yeah. With Lawrence and. Oh, right. How did oh, yeah. So it just, like, it kind of, like you said, it set the tone for the season. Like, okay. Like all the kind of, loose ends from season four is like okay my, her and Molly are back cool her and Lawrence were together now they're not together like okay what's about to happen next I mean, she let that so. man drive her to from the airport and was like treated him oh. like a party lift and let me tell you girl you dodged a bullet because we find that out in uh, episode three but we Ooh, will get we to that so, so episode two what what happens in episode two i can't remember so episode two mm-hmm. oh yes you know we can jump jump to the content so yeah so how do y'all feel about the whole uh chris sean situation like how are we feeling about that i he was wrong for like do <laughs> sorry like he was wrong for going about it the way that he did it, but I I understand where he's coming from with like, I'm not about to whitewash myself for these brands. Um, I feel like they should have just, he did what I expect, like, no shade, like he did what I expect hood niggas to do. Um, but like, should a conversation had been had? Yes. But I was not really feeling <laughs> when the drummers came out and was talking yes! about- Fuck these transparent <laughs> niggas or whatever the fuck they All say. All my niggas something, something. And I just like, you gonna keep saying it? Like, talk about secondhand, like, embarrassment, cringe. I just was like, oh, God. I it was lose her job. I already <laughs> yeah. I liked what he did. I thought it was very authentic. And I thought it, uh, he shouldn't have. I will say this. I think he should have given Issa some grace uh, because he was able to have the show and still do what he wanted to do. Um, because he had the show in the first place, right? Um, but this is why I give advice to everyone um, in creative spaces. Um, white people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't. 
they don't in this in these creative spaces when it comes to like black art and white people giving you advice nine times out of ten do not listen to it unless it's like the stage is too small make it bigger mm-hmm. i i 110% agree with you like and yes that does always happen i 1000% agree with you as a black as from one black person to another yes she may have asked you to do things and change things but like when you think about the funding component and for her being a liaison for you to get the sponsorship and the funding for other brands, she did put her ass out on the line. And while yes, I do 110% agree with you, Asha, white people love to be like, oh my God, it was so innovative. Thank you for pushing the boundary, after whatever the fuck they talk about after the fact, after they tried to diminish it, just as often I will see them be like, what the fuck was this nigger shit? Like, what, what is exactly. this? We can't, that's this saying. can't be a part of our brand. And, and I think that she should have been more okay with him saying, no, I don't want to participate if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But he needed to, just like you said, Jelena, that's not going to be the first time you in this, in this space that you're going to have to be put on game. And then also that is her ass. This is her company. Her company right. is just bumping up. So just like you need to hold the integrity of her brand, her brand and her being able to do what she does depends on these sponsorships and so you also jeopardize this black woman's business and so she was wrong but you were just as wrong right because i'm just like what if it went left right what if it went left and what if it's not as good as you thought it was going to be and people even the black people were like what the hell right even the black people sitting here like because i'm i'm watching it i was like i'm gonna let you know right now if i I was the low riders i like the low riders they came out too hot it was expression, and I re- and I really did enjoy the concept of it, right? I mean, it, it's a character, right? So, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But I say all that to say, like, I, I agree that if you have a vision and a full vision, you should not have to water yourself down, particularly for at the cost of white people's comfort or what they consider creativity, what they consider um, art, right? Um, but I will say, again, I just said, you. I think you need to give Issa a little bit of grace when it comes to vouching for you because in those rooms it's very 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 hard now granted you're all mad at isa but how many opportunities are you are you gonna get after this performance you might get a lot granted you could maybe get a lot if you would have went some other direction you never know at this point because you still did what you wanted to do maybe next time you tell maybe next time and i think in the previous episode four it seems like he's not really fucking with her no more but we'll see what that looks like um but I just was like, you real. I just was like, he was going to fumble his bag. I agree. And I feel like you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have somebody else caping for you with brands, trying to put you on. And you're going to be working with some white woman who's like, yeah, love the vision, love the direction. Well, let's do it. Let's this, that, the third. And it's not going to tell you the real. And so, and as opposed to giving, and, and Issa did lay it out to you as it was and told you, this is what they want if you want the money. And he did have an opportunity to say yes or say no. And he chose to say yes. And then went back on the verbal agreement that they made for whatever artistic reasons. And that's fine. That's your decision. But try try that shit with somebody else and right. see what happens. Because I'm just like, he like, you a sellout. You an issue that I'm the reason your black ass is here. Like, what? And you agree like, because there was an opportunity for you to pull out. There <laughs> yeah, was an exactly. opportunity for you to pull out. You still agreed to it. Like, you still agreed to it. Like, at the end of the day, like, you still did the show. You um, did. 
So, but I know, granted, if I was Issa, I would have waited until after the feedback to be like, well, what the heck is this? Like, I would have waited until I saw what the... What, what the right. Like, let's, let's wait till the, the critics come back to see what we would say. Now, granted... If you... Also, Issa, if your biggest brand sponsorship was on the line, but that's like, I would wait to hear what they had to show. I would, but I would, I still would wait to hear what they had to say. I'd be like, you know what? Let's see what these. I wouldn't have. Suffer. She handled it way better than I would have because I would have went back there and I would have lit shit up. I'm like, take you and your low riders and get the fuck out because what, get the, the what, the fuck is out. what is because this? Because regardless of because regardless of artistic integrity, that's all fine and dandy. But we agreed as two black folks, we made an agreement, and so. Whether and if you decided that you wanted to slide, then you need to pack your shit and go because I could have gotten somebody else who would have done something for the black community and also at least honored our verbal agreement. So again, she yeah, she ain't saying she enough. let she let the show go on. I would have shut that shit down. See, for me, again, just just me, I would have been like, that was cute, but don't ever pull no shit like that on me again because you have me out here looking crazy and I would have to I would have had to make some shit up. So that was cute for this time, but next time you want to pull some shit like that again, you can leave me out of it. And that's what would never disrespected me like that. And that's nope, what and I, I would never let it go. And maybe because I work with so many like in events, you work with you people do that shit all the time. You will have a written contract up and a this and a that and a blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and they still do the shit that you all discussed not to do. I have literally been in Issa's shoes. And it's just not good business to be like, well, what the fuck was that? But it is good business to be like, don't ever pull that shit again. Pack your pack your shit and hit the bricks. That's and when it, if it's a if it's an occasion, if it's like specifically when it comes to a show, that's what I not a show. Other events, we could talk about it, but a show, no, ma'am, absolutely not. And 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 you and you work with me in college, Ashley. You you know, I don't play that shit at all. But yeah, but I you know I don't play that shit either. But I like you got one more time. You got one more time. I want to keep relationships going because I I believe and keep and foster relationships. But I also believe that you will not have me out here looking crazy. I get that you're a, a, a artist, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like she she should have gave him a warning and maybe not popped off like that because the show did go off very well i just would have waited until i heard what people had to say all right so she goes home and she's like i'm really she was like really just fucked up about the whole thing right she had good she had good you know responses but the whole thing just fucked her up in the head so she, she calls, calls nathan Ew. um and nathan comes over and they're all talking she's he's like oh damn i'm just so tired uh, 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 niggas. And he was like, she was like, oh, well, you can just, you can stay here. And so I'm like, and so I'm like, yeah, here we go. Listen, how she has not been jumping his bones since the day they hooked up in the, in the, the fucking, um, Ferris wheel is beyond me. Because after that, I would, y'all would have never seen me again. But he ghosted her. He ghosted her. <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah, I don't care. <clears throat> and then he came back with a legitimate reason and a genuine apology and took accountability for his actions. Do, like was that mean where the nigga put up the peace sign and fa- I'm gone. Faded. Just know I'm happy. So he decides, yes, I'm gonna spend the night. 
first of all, when that bitch got in the bed and started crying, I said, Issa, what? And then had the nerve to cry on his chest. Girl. I mean, I understand you're having a rough time. I just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know so what to So my question... You. Was she crying over like warrant and like that? Or was she just like, I'm having a bad day? I think she just was having a bad day. I just think it was a bad day. I don't think she really gives a fuck about Lawrence as much as we think that she's supposed to. Maybe she still does. I feel like she did. I felt like that was a Lawrence cry. I felt like I definitely think it was a Lawrence cry because she had, you know, had her little lingerie and was ready to do it. It, it was, was cute like, too. Oh, I said, "Poor Savage X." It was. It was cute too. But I was like, "Oh, bitch, maybe, maybe you should have maybe just been you maybe you don't need to do nothing. <laughs> maybe you should just watch the movie." Poor Nathan. I would say He's Nathan a is a better man than I would have ever been because I'd have been like, "I'm a, I'm a head out. I'm not even gonna sit here." But you says he did though. He did. He, he definitely slid like later on that slid, night. He slid after she fell asleep and let her cry her little heart out. But I would have been mid cry. I did not. I come have to here go for this. <laughs> I have to leave right now. Call me when you feel better because I'm not doing. First I did all, not come here for this. Listen, it's, I'm so sorry to Nathan. What is, who, what is Kendrick, the man who plays Nathan? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something right now, sir. Any woman in your life who's like, this is my friend, she's lying to you. She's lying to you. Because, and I'm not saying that men and women can't be friends. They can. But you cannot be a, friends with a man who's walking around looking like that. Yeah, can't no. do it. So sorry I can't do it. Won't do it. Mm-hmm. It's physically impossible. And because my panties would have fell off every time you walked in the room. And I don't care so, if he has a bevy of bitches. Bitch, be, be, be the best bitch. Listen. Okay. Be, be the number one. Like, come on, what's this? And so y'all get exclusive, girl. Be the best one. The fuck. When I tell you, let's let's get a group me and and pick our assigned days because when I fucking tell you that, don't ever let me catch you somewhere ever. Exactly. It's a wrap for all it's of you over again. It's him and John Boyega. You will never see me again. I will send y'all a text message twice a year. I'm still happy. I'm still doing great. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm doing great. Um, so that was most of episode two, I think. Yeah. I just, I really, I don't know if I want them to be together or not. I haven't decided yet, but like, I really do enjoy Nathan. I think he's the best partner that Issa has had in the show. Unfortunately, yes, you are right. Even yeah. though he deposed her. Like, I definitely think you are right. Again, I love Daniel, but I think Daniel played. Fuck Daniel. Daniel didn't know what he wanted in life. I don't think, yeah, Daniel as much as I love he him. Wanted. He didn't know I what That's what I was about to say. I, y'all love Daniel because he's. I just like I want did, him to come across him. the screen one no. last time he yeah, don't even no. gotta say nothing she could just run into him in the grocery store and be like damn yeah. i dodged a bullet but let me see him but just let me let see, me see him hey, no. i see him no he can stay okay. going and so after now, sorry i was done with daniel when he was fucking that bitch and she was in the other room i know you're doing her a solid and i know he's staying with you but that was that was wild. That was disrespectful. Yeah, no, that was that was that wild. was wild. Are you, said, you fucking you have kidding? No you have no cooth. 
a lesson. And after that, I said, I don't want to see him again. I don't even want to see him on television again. I was so angry in that moment. So speaking of dodging bullets, right? The best decision Issa has made the past three episodes was leaving that nigga where he was at. Girl. So before we get into this episode, I I think I already gave the synopsis. I just want to talk to Lawrence in condemnation real quick. Just real quick. I just feel like a lot of people... People have been giving Lawrence a, a scapegoat, and that's really the part of the something y'all need to hear of this section of the show. This is what y'all need to hear. Y'all have been giving Lawrence the, the cop-out of getting his shit together since season one. We are in season five, and Lawrence is just now allegedly getting his shit together as far as his job, his finances, his stability, his own place, but has yet to get his shit together emotionally. And the problem has always been and the disconnect between like Issa Crew, Lawrence Hive, whatever, is that y'all hold Issa to such a higher standard than you do Lawrence. And that has never made sense because he is just as guilty of the crumble of their relationship than she is, not excusing the fact that she cheated on him. And the real issue I have is that out of all the men on Insecure, because there are some good niggas in the cast who are good guys, y'all resonate in like identify with Lawrence way more than you identify with a Nathan or with a, a, a fucking Indian. Derek. Oh, Derek? Um, is the name? Yeah, yeah. Derek. Yeah, Tiffany's husband, Derek. Derek. Like, I don't want you to identify with Damon. Um, <laughs> but like, you and, identify and that's with really Damon, you worse off. <laughs> and you need to reevaluate. Now, as me, I very much identify with Issa in terms of like getting my shit together, right? I very much identify and being kind of awkward, I do identify with that. Um, but I think in terms of like looking inward and being like, hmm, how can I be a better per- person? I think that um, Issa has done that way more than Lawrence. I think last season, Lawrence did see that, but I think because he was in a good place i think when lawrence is in a bad place he does not go inward and he doesn't think okay how can i make this better he's like hmm 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 well i hate everybody here i don't care i'm not getting a job i don't like i don't care i didn't ask for this baby when it's like or you could do something about your current situation to make it better for the people that you are no that's about to say it's the same shit just a different day like like you said, I think Danny, you said it. Like he just has a victim mentality. Like it's always somebody did something to me and not to get accountability from his part in all of this. Like I just, I stand on I don't want them to be together. So I'm hoping at the end of season five that I don't know. Like I said, it's like the game all over again. Like I really don't want them to get back together because I just it's not supposed to happen let Issa live her life and be happy and not have to be nobody's stepmama I just uh, be. I don't really have much smoke for Condola like I mean I have it it's the same smoke I didn't have for her but particularly in this situation mean what you say and say what you mean is all I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. say to you that and regardless of whether you like it or not regardless whether you're mad at this man or not regardless of how you feel about the situation that is still that baby's father and the and the only thing that actually made any sense that Lauren said the entire episode is that 
you did make a decision and I'm, and it is your body, your choice, but you made a decision without involving him. You kind of came to him before you made the decision. And so, and you are entitled to do that. I want to be very clear with that. You were absolutely entitled to make the decision to have your child and live your life with your child. And you said, just as you noted in that conversation, Asha, that you were fine with him being as involved as you wanted him to be. Now, as he wanted to be, after, as she wanted, as, as he wanted, I'm sorry, as, as he, he wanted to be. to be, correct. So now that you've had the baby and things have changed, you are absolutely allowed to change your mind and say, "Hey, yes. I actually, I didn't know what it was going to be, and I need you to be more involved and be more present." But if that's the case, then you need to say that number one, if you have that expectation, and number two, you cannot get mad when he is there and trying to be involved at whatever capacity he's decided to be because you left that choice up to him. And so regardless of how angry you are at this man, because I really think that's what the issue is. Condola, you're angry that y'all aren't together. And I and I felt like, and that was very evident in the fact that you tried to invite um, him to come with y'all to Simone's birthday party, trying to perpetrate like the perfect co-parent family when you know damn well that wasn't the case. That is the only reason why you invited him. And I know that's the truth. But at the end of all of it, that is still that baby's father. And so you can't get mad when he is doing what a father does at whatever capacity he's going to do it, whether it be trying to feed the baby, trying to take the baby overnight just because you don't like it. You're dead wrong and you know you're fucking wrong. This is the father of your child. You can be vulnerable with him about that. And you shouldn't, and you omitted information to your sister and your mother. I know because your sister got all that smoking, all that head nodding, head bobbing for him. When you need to be like, well, I did tell him he can be as bald as he wanted to be. Because I would look at you then like, well, how, why did you say that? That's dumb. You got all this, your sister and your family got all this smoke for this man. Talking about, oh, he's never here. She said he couldn't be here. I just feel like this was a waste of an episode, to tell you the truth. Like, I understand why y'all did it, but I'm so over Lawrence and Condola. It's not even funny. Like, whatever lessons y'all have to learn, it, it's not sticking. So but let me say this, though, as well. I think that Condola wanted him to be either all the way in or all the way out. I think she wanted to be either the real, like, hip, single mom. It's just me and my kid and I work and I'm a corporate woman and I have my child and just us and look how cute we are right or she wanted him to be like oh wow you have my child let's try to make this work again which girl you're living in a fantasy world because I'm open your fucking mouth then open your fucking mouth (sighs) all right well I hope y'all took some lessons from that especially y'all Lauren Todd motherfuckers like let this shit go Team Derek, he the only person worth a damn in the whole fucking show. Yes, Team Derek. An alpha king. Listen, you stand. <laughs> who, who stays in his... Mm, other, no, never mind. Okay, never mind. I'm done. Next segment. Break. Bye. What's up, you guys? Thanks for listening. We are going to dive right back into the episode in a moment. Just coming on to remind you to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Bougie Black Girls. Links to that will be in the description, as well as the personal socials of myself and all the co-hosts. And you can definitely make sure you check out bougieblackgirls.com for more content and some insight into what's coming soon. Now let's dive back in.
But all right, it is now time for Ask Black Girl Roundtable. As always, if you have any questions or you want some advice or anything of the sort, you can always ask us. Just send us an email to askbgr at thebougieblackgirls.com and we will surely answer your question. Um, But this week's question is... Uh, kind of in the same spirit of insecure, even though Molly and Issa didn't necessarily go this route, but it kind of was, you know, last season kind of looking like it would. Um, how do you navigate ending a friendship? Or how do you know when it's time to end a friendship, I'll say? Hmm. I think we can take that as a two-parter, right? So yeah. how do you how do you know when it's time? I think that it really doesn't take a lot of of like discernment, I guess I would say. It doesn't take a lot of like complex thought. I think when you know, you know, kind of like, I, and I feel the same way about like romantic relationship as well. Like, you know when it's time. And so it's just like, are am I clinging on to something because this used to serve me or am I clinging on to this because it still does serve me? And if the answer is the, the former and not the latter, it's time to let go. And that's for any type of relationship. How you end it, um, I feel like I have maybe a little bit of a controversial take on this. Um, I, in relationship, I feel like ghosting is frowned upon. It's not something that you should do. However, in friendship, I don't necessarily think that like, ghosting is not the right word, but like, I don't think that there is wrong, there's anything wrong with like, letting the rift that is probably already there just kind continuing to just grow. Um, I think people on both sides will kind of feel it when it is time for us to separate. And if you're at least open, as long as the person has not like violated you in like any massive way, I think it's time, it's perfectly okay for you guys to just grow apart. And it doesn't need that finite final conversation that I feel like relationship does. That may be a hot take. I know some people would oh, not no. like that, but I that's how I have ended friendships in the past. No, we have pretty much the same thought. Like I was yeah, that I was, was actually along the, same the lines of what feeling. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Like I kinda just feel like I'ma just let it fizzle. Yeah. I just feel like there are like friendships, okay, yes, relationships. Well, you guys have a big thing and you all even I've had them to where I'm like, you know what? Maybe a one day we will come back together. Who knows? Yeah. But like right now where if this isn't it and you know you have a great time I'll see you when I see you if I see you and then you just let it be that um right you know yeah I think with friendship sometimes things fizzle out a little bit more yeah than when like then like relationships because granted like most of us don't have like monogamous friendships right right of course so you have other friends you have other okay hobbies. i was like what do you mean by that but yes yes <laughs> but it's not just us <laughs> it's not just us like, like what in a relationship <laughs> you, have to, you have to make that like known like we are no longer together i may talk to other people now you know what i'm saying yes right yes. so like you don't i'm, I'm back i'm here now gotcha. you, don't <laughs> have to do that with a friendship like your friends can cheat on you oh my god <laughs> well wait a damn minute sometimes <laughs> friends I miss this. Side, though though they'd be like you ain't got no other best friends but me which i 
I'm not I don't like, have those type of friendships. So. I'm not like that. Say, it's one thing to joke about it, but if you like dead serious, like you really don't want me to have other really friends, jealous, that's like, weird. Like best friend is not what a person; is it is a tier. Um, and sometimes yes. it can be both. But there are there are t- there are levels even within like best friendship. There there are tiers within it. Yeah, and that, I think that's fine. But like, let's say you and a friend. I mean, there are people who I know in my life are going to be in there forever. Bitch, just figure it out. Sit down. Right. right. Yeah. Like my best friend Bria, like, oh, we're not going anywhere. Let's sit down and talk about this. I would even, I would go to couples therapy with that hoe. <laughs> like, I really would. <laughs> like, it's so- <laughs> that's funny, but like, I get, I know where you're coming from. I'm like, just sitting here thinking, I'm like, would I go to couples therapy if one of you two asked me? I'd probably be like pissed that you asked. But I would like, be I mad. Like, did you really just say couples therapy? But like, we're I like, guess going to couples therapy. I don't care. I'd be like, like, you gotta call it something else, but yeah, I'll go. No, I'm calling it couples therapy. <laughs> well, this is a relationship. Not, it is just us, damn it. That is funny. Like, and like, and I feel like, like for like, like y'all, like Tyler, I'm sorry, because like, you I'm Taylor. sorry. How do you explain it to your man? Like, I can't imagine. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going to couples therapy. Yeah, See you, bye. With I'm going to couples therapy. With who? Me and Delina and Asha. Me and Asha are, are, are thruple. We gotta go to It's not even it. Imagine getting to the therapist and they're like, so y'all not in the nope. no, no. We just have some shit to figure out. Please sit down. <laughs> Something is not working. You, so sit down. And, we're, and right. no, we're not price, gonna, right? And no, we're not we're is not it gonna cheaper not if we're friends. not married. Yeah, exactly. What's the cheapest option? Right. Right. What's the what package do you have for this? And what so, if I just FaceTime her? <laughs> but I'm being dead serious when I tell y'all I will like yeah. So like, but if it's not a friendship like that too, I feel like you need to be in my life for the rest. Like, you know, I mean, and there are friendships yeah. that I have dismantled that I feel yeah. like I was like, damn, I thought this person was gonna be in my life for like the rest of my life, and they still might be, but for right now, it's just it's just not it, you know. Sure. And so, yeah. you know, you have to, you can either have a conversation, which I've had, and come to an understanding um and it don't gotta be all bitches and hoes and fuck yous but i think it can be a honest conversation of we are not where we should be and i don't have the mental capacity and you don't have the mental capacity to deal with this right now and that's okay i wish the best of luck um but there's also relationships to where like we don't even have to say a thing we can just let it go and i think you kind of know when that is Right, and just I've had, I feel like a lot of people like just because you're not friends doesn't mean like I hate you. It's just or like I'm yeah. gonna tell all your business. It's just we we just it, it's okay. Like yeah, I let it there go. are people that I have not been friends with in like the greater part of a decade that like I am still sitting on shit about them that I will never tell. Um, right, because that's just the type of person I am. I feel like when we were friends, you told me that under the confines of us being friends, mm-hmm. and so just because we're no longer friends. Um, I'm not going to spread your business in the street. Now, have they extended that same courteous to me, courtesy to me? Absolutely not. Um, but I do, I, I believe in that. And so I think as long as you are following that, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's my moral code, my ethical code. And so I think if you're following a similar kind of compass, then I think you're fine to, to just kind of slide slowly. So, Yeah. That's that's what I would do, but yeah. And it's hard since we're like getting into it our mid twenties now. And like, truth be told, like people are literally are just not maturing 
together anymore. And it's because we're not in an environment like college or high school where like we are conditioned to grow at the same rate. Now Mm -hmm. it is like a free for all. And some people are just literally refusing to grow up. Some people are a little mm-hmm. too grown. Some of y'all are already 55 and I'm not feeling that shit either. And I ain't got time for that either. Right. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I would still like to go out and have fun occasionally. It's um, like, well, I, don't, have... I don't do that. I don't drink that, but okay, well, girl, you stay at home then. Right. You Let's take a right. shot. You oh my God, home. I only drink wine. You are 25. You can't like, take this one shot. You could take like, eight. I'm not saying you got to knock back Everclear like we used to do in undergrad, but like this is some Jack Daniels. Like you can handle this. Right. Girl. Yeah, like, girl, this is a green tea shot. Just take the damn shot. Right. Just take some. We're not drinking fireball like we used to. Like, you are, okay. Okay. you are abstaining, you know, from liquor. That's a whole different. That's, that's different. different. That's different. Or if you say you don't drink anymore, that's different. I'm talking about, every, the, like, I'm talking about people who go to the club and get a stem of wine. Talking about some. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you ever do that, will we together? Either one of y'all. I'm knocking that glass out your hand I real knew quick. You were gonna say, I'm knocking that glass out your hand. <laughs> I'm knocking that glass right out your hand. I will pay for it. I don't care. I'm knocking it right out your hand. Because who, whose you. mother are you? We're in Merlot at the damn club. At the, at the club, damn club. Girl. Screaming. You could have ordered any fucking. You know how many you a whiskey sour? You couldn't have got a vodka cranberry and I would have rather got a ginger ale because then I would have been right. like, hey, the bitch got a club soda. Like, exactly. A vodka soda. You walking around no. a glass of wine. Especially if they hand you a glass with a stem. And I'm not even at dinner. Like, girl. Girl, what? sit down. Go sit down. That's exactly. Literally, go food. sit down. Go home. <laughs> no, really, we could have done this at the crib. Go home. Your Uber is at right. the curb. Leave immediately. You and your kitten heels. Get out. Right. Yeah, get okay. out. Because I know you got a chicken nugget heel on just for that. <laughs> or a wedge. I know you got one on just for that. Mm. I was say, and you know what? And again, we say this every time. Y'all trying to bring wedges. Make wedges a thing. Stop Fetch it. Stop. Is not going it's not going to happen. No. They're dead. Because, they, because if there's so, a wedge, there's a better a flat, heel. a sandal, a slide, a, a slipper. But yeah. But oh, yeah, sometimes goodness. you gotta let the friendships go. Sometimes you gotta you gotta let them fade into the, let the it go. Let it go. And that is okay. We all grow. It is. Sometimes we grow like up I said, you. ain't no ill will, no malice in the heart. It's time to go. And if there is, it's on your part, girl. Right, it's on your part. Yeah, I don't again, unless you violate it. Unless yeah. you violate it, then then that's different. That's different. I don't have any ill will to anybody I used to be friends with. I be looking back at some of y'all like, what are you doing with your life? And like, I know you could be better, and I'm like more sad for you, but I'm never like angry. Right. Mm-mm. I'm really trying to wrap my brain. Is there anybody I'm like, fuck you, we used to be friends and fuck you. It's just like, no, I just wish I just wish you would do better because I know you can. Right. Same. Mm. All right. Well, on that somber note. Wah, wah, wah. Um, that is going to conclude this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Um, we hope you enjoyed our first November episode. Ooh, you know, I actually forgot to mention this. I want to do this very quickly. So because November is no nuance November, I thought we could end our episodes this month. There's only two of them. So this is one. The other one will be two. Um, with a statement. 
just something that people, again, kind of a an addendum to something you need to hear, but we will offer no additional context to it, which we'll leave it in the atmosphere. Um, so something that doesn't need any additional nuance for November. What would you like to leave these internets with y'all? Hmm. I had one and I forgot it, but I did want to do this because I feel like I saw this trend on TikTok and I thought it was funny. Ooh, I have mine. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. I'm ready. A lot of POC men, specifically black men, are just as problematic in the workplace as white women. A lot of y'all, and I'm talking to non-black people, particularly white people, um, y'all scream for inclusiveness and diversity, but you only want a certain kind of black person and or BIPOC person in your workspace. All right. So not every aspect of your relationship needs to be posted. Mm. Like... I no one it's nice to post the things like you know the good and sometimes the bad but there are some things that are downright you need to keep to yourself no one wants to see videos of you crying no one wants to see the disgusting things your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner whomever does in the comfort of their own home stop it in my Michael Jordan voice stop it really sad for y'all hopefully this episode helped you realize things about yourself um mm-hmm. that is gonna do it for this episode of black girl roundtable as always thank you guys so much for listening um make sure you are following us on social media at bougie black girls on instagram and tiktok make sure you are subscribed to black girl roundtable available on all major streaming platforms be sure to leave us a rating wherever you're streaming and share with anyone who you think might enjoy and be sure to submit any questions you have to askbgr at bougieblackgirls.com and we will answer them anonymously on the air. Um, that is all we have for you guys this week. Next week, we will be back with our Thanksgiving spectacular extravaganza. I'm overselling it. probably won't be that exciting. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.